From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here with Matthew Calvin Doan. <laughs> yes, that is what I <laughs> respond to. Did you love Calvin and Hobbes because of your middle name? You know, it's funny. I did read that comic when I was in late elementary, junior high. Yes. But uh, I never connected it to Calvin until later Seriously, in life. to your own yeah. self, your deepest I didn't truth. Think, at least I don't remember doing that. Do you that. think that could be like you've got this inner mischievous side, like this little guy in there? Well, wait. Calvin's the little boy and the Hobbes boys, is the tiger? I guess boy is kind of the good, like the, the little good one, right? I think Calvin's the boy and Hobbes is the tiger, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You know what? If you could send us an email yeah. and confirm. So we're going to go ahead and just start over. No, just <laughs> All right. Well, hey, welcome to yes. this podcast. Fire it up. Yeah, we're in a new season here, second episode of it. Uh-huh. And we're on Sunday mornings in the book of Numbers. Yep. We're diving deep into the numbers. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And uh, we are then also trying to like talk about maybe some of the deeper stuff that's a little harder to talk about on Sunday sure. morning. Maybe it's a little too long to talk about it. Maybe it's just like r- kind of hard to, to do a like a five minute or 30 minute even. Yeah. Bit basically what Eric is saying point. is the things that are probably boring in our sermons, we think they're useful for this podcast. So that kind of <laughs> gives you an indication of what we feel our listeners are interested in in our podcast. There you go. That's good. That's good. Um, but yeah, so yesterday was all about this whole story where the people of Israel are starting on their journey. Yes. And and when I say yesterday, sorry, this was this last Sunday. We were, yeah. we're recording on a Monday here, guys. Yeah. Uh, but we, um, we, the people of Israel start on their journey out from Mount Sinai. So mm-hmm. they've already been I'm like close to a year, I think, yeah. uh, that where they've been out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. But they were camped out for a long time in one spot, just yep. like Mount Sinai for a long time. Yep. Then God's like, all right, time to head out. Let's go to the promised land. And then three days into their journey, they just start whining and complaining, yeah. uh, which is just sort of funny. And it's like indicative of us as human beings, I think, not just the people of Israel. Reminds yeah. me of, you know, when you're a kid and you're on a lawn drive and within like a half hour of leaving your house, like, are we there yet? And your parents look at you like, we have 17 more hours to go. Yeah. Yeah. This part too, because what's so funny is Moses is the ultimate like dad driving the car with yes. kids in the backseat whining. Are we there yet? And Moses just like, why did you give me these people? How am I supposed to carry them everywhere? Why don't you just kill me, God? That's what I'm going to say next time I'm on a long road trip with my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Just like get deep in the numbers 11. I'm not going to really do that. I'm just joking. (laughs) I actually think you guys should do it. It'd be really funny. Uh, I'm going to do it. My kids are old, so it's fine. You know, but yours. What was the last road trip you went on with your family? Ooh. I don't man, it's been a while since we've done like a long road. Like all trip. four of you in a car. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to think. Like a year ago we went up to like Central Coast altogether, mm-hmm. I think it was. But I don't think we've really done a long road trip together in a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's for us that's something to be avoided. <laughs> How about you? Or embraced. Maybe that's the Wakeling sabbatical twenty twenty two plan. Yeah, is. that's a hard pass. <laughs> 
<laughs> we are going to spend some time in Europe together this summer, though, because we're going okay. to that, going to this conference with Greater Europe Mission, and so yep. surrounding it with some time with the family beforehand. That's so, great. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see if we drive each other crazy there. I uh, I hope this doesn't sound um, elitist, but um, we actually, as a family, drove through Germany, Switzerland, and France, and Austria. Uh, I wouldn't recommend that with a two-year-old, a <laughs> four-year-old. Well, and... yeah. <laughs> well, so we did. This is actually funny. So we did go. Like this is several years ago now, but we as a family went to England, mm-hmm. and um, we were driving around, and it was like probably the biggest test of our marriage for B to be navigating while I'm trying to drive through England with all like the roundabouts and you're driving on the opposite and driving on the side. opposite side of the road in a car oh, I'm not crazy. used to. Yeah. And it's like, you know, go in the second roundabout, second roundabout. It's right now. Go hurry. Uh, uh, why don't you tell me sooner? Uh, like, you know, like these sorts of crazy <laughs> that, that we got in that same thing where it was like, <laughs> turn right here. You mean, yeah. right? No, right, right. No, <laughs> it's too late. Yeah. You're already like <laughs> going 20 miles down the road in a different direction. Email us at podcast at caveatlife.org. If you've had a similar experience, <laughs> please do, please do. Um, but yeah, so the people of Israel are complaining a lot and they, say this one thing that really got me like got me kind of fired up and like mad almost like for for god like on god's side but where they say like we had we had fish to eat for free in egypt yeah and you're just like oh and you think about all the things that they were going through in egypt i mean it was lots of bad bad little revisionist history right there right right right. and i mean they were their own children are being murdered they're being whipped their quotas are increasing like they're in slavery for generations all that and yet they're like we had fish for free in egypt well sure i guess if you call that free right to have all that stuff happen to you but do you feel how how easy is it for you to sort of forget you know oh easy yeah of course yeah i think that's um a condition of living in this human flesh, right? Yeah. God does so many incredible things for us, and it's so easy for us to lose sight of that, remembrance of that. And that's one of the beauties of even, let me just like do a little quick rant on gatherings of church. Mm-hmm. So we gather as sisters and brothers on Sundays, particularly just to remind ourselves, and that's what we did on communion too, like yesterday right, was, right. remind ourselves of who God is, his mercy, his grace, his holiness. Those are things we just need constant kind of points back to. Yeah. I think we, as a people just, yeah, we need these reminders and we've talked actually kind of a lot about reminders in these last few weeks. You Mm -hmm. know, when we talked about mezuzahs the other day, (laughs) like a few weeks ago, which are those things that were the people that live in Israel, even today, put these things on their doorposts to remind them to follow the greatest commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart. And so it's funny, like I don't know. It's funny how we don't really do this stuff as Christians as much. I guess we have communion, but we don't have these rituals per se as much in sort of Protestantism. I have noticed like in, maybe this is like a generational thing, but people kind of 40 under, I've noticed people getting tattoos with scripture on it or some symbol of uh, Christianity to remind themselves of certain yeah, that's truth true. That's about who big, God is. It's a big time daily reminder, right? Right. right. If, okay, if you could get any Bible verse <laughs> tattooed onto your forearm, Easy. so you see it all the time. Isaiah what? forty: Grass withers, the flowers fade. Oh, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Would you get number six? Nope. Somebody was saying when we do this series, we have to <laughs> wait just a minute, and we have to say <laughs> Numbers chapter six because when we say number six, they just think. 
number oh, like six. Ch- number six. Right, right. Oh, so numbers chapter, chapter six. six. So you wouldn't 24. get that one. What? Come on, you got Oh, this. you would get numbers nope. Eight. Nehemiah. I mean Nehemiah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, I know sorry. that's what you meant. I know that's what you meant. <laughs> yeah, I definitely go enjoy the Lord. Eat the fat, drink the sweet. Share with those who have nothing prepared for the, do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is my strength. I think maybe, or your strength. I think that's a lot of, that's a I know, big may, verse. Maybe a tattoo. I, maybe I just get eat the fat and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> On your belly. <laughs> On my belly, eat the fat. Oh my gosh. Well, that's what I could do. Like different parts. You know, drink the sweet, like on my throat. Oh, gosh. <laughs> or my lips. Can you imagine a tattoo on... <laughs> well, and some people have... Like those yeah. hardcore people with tattoos yeah. on their lips. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can tell you a funny story real okay. quick. Um, <laughs> when you were out for COVID... No, no, maybe it was before that. Maybe it was at Christmas time. But anyway, I was preaching in the last month or so, and a guy came up to me that um, was visiting from Northern California. He was actually from Salinas area, Monterey area. Yeah. And he had full neck tattoos and a couple face tattoos Ooh, as nice. well. Yeah. And uh, it was really cool. We had this great conversation. He goes, hey, I'm visiting my daughter who lives across the street from the church. And I just happened to stumble on the church today. And he goes, I was just so moved by today. And he gets tears in his eyes. And he said, I'm actually going to, I want to preach the same sermon I heard today to my homies back in, in my town. So yeah. do I have your permission to do that? I'm like, of course. That's awesome. And then he goes, but I'm not going to wear that same sweater. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing one of my sweaters. Yes. So like, we just, that's amazing. We just both laughed. Like this emotional moment was also like just this classic, that's like, so oh, funny. I wish I could have recorded that. So, I guess I just did. But um, Yeah, you did. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. That's amazing. Anyway. I have never had a face tattoo guy say he wants to do one of my sermons. So <laughs> I think that's like... That's goals for life right there. It's incredible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so if you're happening listening, that guy that I was talking to. That guy sounds cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Come back. Um, okay. So we need these reminders, right? We, yeah. we recognize that we forget so often. And so yeah. we need some reminders. And I just kind of like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like ways that I could establish some more reminders in mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. And so I know like I want to, you know, I, I know I have some like things in my house. Like we do, mm-hmm. like we have these like. You know, and I don't know if this is just being like cheesy, cheesy, like Orange County Christians or something, but you know, like where you've got like, yeah, I do have both those number six and Nehemiah eight in my house in some way, like put up on the walls. Oh, cool. So yeah. So that's kind of cool. So that's like a first step before a tattoo. Uh, (laughs) See see how you like it. Actually, probably see it more actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. But yeah, B actually, speaking of those tattoos, because B has... Um, the joy of the Lord is, right. is our strength on yeah, her forearm right. in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. So tattooed. So she's more hardcore. Um, <laughs> she is. Yeah, it's true in every way. But yeah, so we need these reminders. And yeah. It's easy for us to forget as people. It's easy to be influenced by others yeah. uh, away from our faith. I, yeah. I have a, I've, I tried a prayer journal, not great at it, but it is fun just flipping through those pages and being like, whoa, 2018, Hmm. I was so concerned about this and look, God answered it in that way. Like, that's a good reminder because we do those moments where you're like, this is so important to me. And then four years later, we've just forgotten, right? Right. Or like, God just never answers any of my prayers or none of this. And then you're like, oh yeah, wow, this (laughs) stuff like was resolved. Yes. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, And then... So then the other thing I wanted to just chat with you about before we get into like the heavier topic of like God's wrath and (laughs) anger and some of that stuff, but is like for you complaining to God versus complaining about God, is that, do you think that's even an issue? I don't know if that's an issue for everybody, but like, I guess it would just be like whining about stuff, but without like really taking it to the Lord. Maybe it would be how it would kind of play out. Yeah. I don't, I can't, I'm trying to think of a scenario where 
like if you and I were in a conversation, I'm like, God's not doing this for me. Right. I don't, I'm sure I've said something to that effect. Yeah. But I think it's probably a little bit divorced from that where it's just, man, I'm so, I'm so frustrated about this or it just feels mm-hmm. like, I guess I could say like God just not answering this prayer. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a little bit of what you were mm-hmm. getting at. But I think it's a really good distinction what you talked about because I think some people are afraid that I can't talk to God about everything. Right. Right. And I think that um, uh, we like, I don't know, I have certain things. It's probably like really big stuff, honestly, like someone has passed away and those why questions or like, why does this person that I really care about not believe in Jesus? Hmm. You know, some of yeah. those kind of things where you're like, yeah. I can be like more angry about that sure, and, and question God, like why? Like, so it's that why kind yeah. of thing. And it, yeah. I think God can handle why. So it's, it's interesting because I don't think we're just like all the time doing it the way the people of Israel were doing it. Mm-hmm. Like if we don't have meat to eat, but mm-hmm. I guess we whine about our situation probably a mm-hmm. lot. Like, why don't I get to own this home or why don't I not get to, you know, af- you know, afford this or that. Right. And yeah. Well, and I will say love of people here at Calvary. They're amazing, but boy, we hear a lot of complaining here too. <laughs> That's true. So maybe it's, and I'm not calling, not calling us as pastors, Moses necessarily, no, but like no. in that priestly role, yes, boy, I hear lots and lots of complaining. Yeah. We definitely hear a lot of complaining and some of the, sometimes the complaints are like really serious and, meaning, yeah. and meaningful, but then right. sometimes it's like just stuff that ultimately doesn't really matter. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. so if that's, you know, vol- I, I know some people it's like stuff like volume or whatever is like, it's, it's maybe hurts them or something. And so like, mm-hmm. I understand that that's an issue, but oh, like in, you mean in like the in the service, that's where you hear, yeah. I hear like stuff about church, I guess, complaints, but it's also yeah. just, I hear complaints about why does God not, you know, come through for me. I think a lot of times mm-hmm. we think God is supposed to come through for us. Like, huh. and I think that's where that's interesting. we don't totally know or we don't totally have this like perspective that uh-huh. God would have. I'm actually going to talk even this Sunday of some about this like perspective, even around like life and death. Yeah. So like, I was even thinking about this, like what if I was going to, if I knew that you were going to live for only a hundred more seconds uh-huh. and then you were going to die, but then you One, died two, in three, t- no, no, but listen, four. but listen, no, seriously. So, so like you're going to die in a hundred seconds but then you actually die in 10 seconds. Uh-huh. Does that seem to be like a thing that matters to you? Like yeah, that? Cause I just, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. But I understand you know what the mean? argument, but like yes. the difference between yes. living 10 more seconds and a hundred more seconds. Okay. Yeah. I can follow that. And argument. I think us in our lives where we would live, you know, people that are living 70, 80, 90 years. Yeah. And I know you're going to live for, uh, you think you're going to live for a hundred more seconds uh-huh. from now, but you're going to only live 10 more seconds. Uh-huh. I think that's like, in my view, a way of kind of understanding God's perspective uh-huh. because time in the way we think about it is so different. Like yeah. time of eternity, God's, God is going to be with us mm-hmm. and, and spend time with us mm-hmm. forever. I, I almost feel like God's like, waiting for us to be hmm. with him. Like, hmm. Hey, you're about to get to the good part. Like patiently waiting. Yeah. yeah. And like, Hey, don't be sad. Like this is the, you know, whatever, wow. like this person just got to the good part. And I, it's hard cause that is sad for us. Cause it's a loss yeah. for us when someone goes, but yeah. 
God just has such a radically different perspective of these yeah, things. That's interesting. And so good. we place our time, our temporal perspective on God, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I know it's kind of like a thought experiment a little bit with that. Well, but. that goes even back to what we're talking about with numbers and complaining the three days and lawn tribe right. in the car. Like in our mind, it just feels like three days is forever. Like what? Right. Like, like the Israelites were right. feeling. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And God's like, wait, what? <laughs> Why are you like, I got you food. I got you stuff to do. You know what I mean? Right. I got you. I'm taking care of I you. I got a whole plan. I got a, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. taking you to this promised land. You guys, yeah. you guys gotta be excited about this. This is going to yeah. be awesome. Just chill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah. So I think just our complaining or our lack of perspective mm-hmm. or our complaining is often because of a lack of perspective or yeah. a, a lack of gratitude or understanding yeah. of what God's doing. Yeah. That kind of thing. That's good because yeah. I, I think sometimes I think, Lord, help me to see people as you see them. I pray that a lot, but I'm praying like I mean, that's a good way to pray. God, help me to see time hmm. as you see it. Yeah, I don't think I think about that very often. No, no. I mean, I sh- I sure don't. I just was kind of like thinking about it this week because it was mm. like you know it was kind of like having to come to me in this passage, yeah. like thinking about how um, anyway people are having to wait on God, like because yeah. and they're waiting on God to like, Oh, when do we go next? What do we right. do next? And right. everything was just like waiting on God. And yeah. so it's just like, yeah, God's like, well, yeah, if I have you wait a month, who cares? Like, yeah. you know, just do what I do what I'm telling you Follow to do. Me. It's going to be yeah. good. Follow me. Yeah. yeah. Trust me in that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. This number series has always already been so good for me. Yeah. Um, I've read through numbers before, but I feel like I've never gone very deep in it. Mm-hmm. Last week, even just with the blessing, the idea that, well, his face shines upon us, and then in Revelation ultimately shines. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah cool? And then this week, there's some epiphanies with, wait, there was peop- there was non-Jewish people, non-Israelites that came out into the desert? Like, right. wait, what? <laughs> right, right. I know. I know. It's it's crazy. But, but then you stop and think like, oh, wait. Moses is married to a Midianite. Right. So then maybe some of those people, her family, yeah, her family came along yeah. and maybe there was some like, you know, your in-laws aren't always the greatest, but we'll see. <laughs> I love mine. They're great. No, I love mine too. But you know, there's some fringes. Which by the way, yeah, my mother-in-law, sweet Joanne, yes. is in the LA Times sports section today. Sports? Sports section today for, this is on a Monday, you can look it up probably, uh, she was in... The Super Bowl halftime show, but not just anyone. She was in the very first Super Bowl Are you halftime show. Yes. Oh my gosh! What did Take she that, do? Take that, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Was that like a dancer or a band? Yeah, member? it was the Anaheim High School band, nice. and they were invited to be part of the halftime show. And she was one of the flag people. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's so amazing. they were interviewing people that had been on that. Like, wow how times have changed since, you know, that very first Super Bowl where they just called a high school to come over and, like, do some <laughs> entertainment. Now it's, like, this multi-dimensional million-dollar production. That's hilarious. That's awesome. I, dude, I was supposed to talk to a reporter from The Guardian, which I yeah. think oh, yeah. about um, being a an L.A. Rams fan who was a fan as a kid before they left and went to um, St. Louis. Connected to that. It was a friend, a mutual friend of ours that's actually in our fantasy football league, like gave my name to this reporter because he asked me like, did you, were you a fan? Like when you were a kid, I'm like, yeah, my dad took me to games, Angel Stadium. It was awesome. And how funny, you know, and then they're like, oh, they want to talk to people. And I'm like, I I feel like I'd be such a fraud almost, you know, because it's like, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm not like the psycho fan. It wasn't like, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it was, it would be kind of fun just to talk about how cool it was going to. Um, 
well, what we call Angel Stadium, yeah. you know, Anaheim Stadium yeah. back in the day when it was closed up. And Those the, orange seats. And the Rams played there. Yeah, yeah. it was epic. So, <laughs> which would be so weird. Anyway, just whatever. But uh, anyway. that's so cool. So, yeah, so back to <laughs> what were we even talking about? I know. The mother-in-law's following Moses and his wife. Yeah, so these like people from other countries that were kind of leading them astray, mm-hmm. um, which honestly like became a problem for like ongoing as they got into the promised land, like yeah. as they didn't, you know, as, as all these people would remain that were kind of like leading them towards idols and yeah. stuff like that. Right. Continued to be. What was the term? I'm like blanking out. Rebel rouser? Foreign or? rabble. Oh yeah. Foreign rabble. Which is the way they translated it. But like, it's only that expression in the Hebrew, like one time in the mm-hmm. whole Bible where it's mm-hmm. like this foreign rabble that were leading you away from being the chosen people of God. <laughs> great term but then we get into this whole part like because in this passage it talks like it's dicey yeah it talks about a couple moments of pretty big punishment yeah right upon the people of god for their complaining like we're like really like in the first for the first one all they did was complain mm-hmm. and then it says that god sends a fire on the mm-hmm. outskirts of the camp and then the yeah. people scream for help to moses and then Moses cries out to God and God stops the fire. Crazy. But some people were, were like, were hurt or killed yeah. in, in this fire. Yeah. Um, so like, how do we deal with like the fact that you would complain and God would send fire right down, you know, um, that's kind of, it feels strong, right? <laughs> it feels like a strong response. <laughs> a little strong, a little strong. <laughs> feels like a little strong. <laughs> And you know, it's like, who are we to like, who are we to tell God what to do or how yeah. to, how to think or, you know, how to respond to something. Cause yeah. I often think that way, first of all, like when it comes to how do you handle something like that? Like, mm-hmm. okay, well do you, I feel like sometimes I put my way of thinking onto God? Like yes. why do, why does God not think the way I think God's bad? Cause God doesn't think the way I think or the way our prevailing culture culture thinks yeah yeah so that's one like who are we to say to god that god shouldn't do something Mm -hmm. um now obviously like we do have this like sense of like oh that feels mean you know and Mm -hmm. and we also have a post um sort of resurrection right post sure christ death and resurrection covenant yeah and this new covenant mindset and so trying to understand in that mindset of the of the old testament not that the old testament is all like shouldn't be followed or isn't, you know, isn't right or whatever, but it's like definitely under like a different, a different covenant. Sure. Same character that God has, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. Right. Yet the idea that he related to his people at times in different ways. Yes. It's not common for us to like, okay, well, welcome everybody to Calvary church. Hope you guys had a good week. We do have to read. These were five people that were Struck by lightning this week because <laughs> exactly. of their sin. Exactly. So we'll be exactly. having a service for them. Yeah. And what's crazy is there still was like, even in the New Testament, there was still like yeah. stuff Anaira, like that. Sapphira. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So there were some cases like that, or even where God struck down not even believers, but also mm-hmm. like other world leaders, like Herod's, like yeah, eaten true. by worms and, you yeah, know, struck point. down. Yeah. So there's like some stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I, but it is true that God has always been, though, a God of love. Yeah. And it says that God is slow to anger. Mm-hmm. My brain is not remembering the exact chapter and verse on that. Yeah, but, well, it says it several yeah. times. Exodus 34 is what yeah. place it says that. Yeah. Um, 
And so if like God is this God of love and God is slow to anger in the old Testament, like what, in, in what way were some of these like consequences or judgments like part of that? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so he's like loving and he wants what's best for us. Yeah. Like, cause I think God, um, so God is opposed to any like sin or wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is evil. Mm-hmm. God wants to get rid of evil. Mm-hmm. And so you see where God does radical things yeah. to get rid of evil. I don't know what yeah. you're thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the, the idea of, I guess wrestling with God's anger, it feels like our expressions of anger as humans and in this modern world, it's usually a form of being out of control. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually because of something that is injured us or um, made us um, uncomfortable. And that's not even the right word for it. Is has kind of knocked us off our plan in mm-hmm, a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, anger often leads to um, foolishness, mistakes, and sin. And yeah. so it's always strange when you come across these passages, like we just talked about on Sunday, and we'll talk about it in chapter twelve of Numbers that that God's angry. Like, wait a minute, God's perfect. God's holy. Right. He's graceful. He's loving. So how does this anger thing mix? I was reading one thing where it says, you know, there's really three problems in the old Testament that we wrestle with when it comes to God and how he treats people. One is, um, when God ascribes the death penalty for sin, um, or for certain activities. Uh, a second one is God's anger and his wrath towards his covenant people, the Israelites, Uh, And then the third is when God uses the covenant people to basically send judgment on a neighboring um, city or tribe. Uh, I mean, basically a genocide, right? Yeah, where they take out this whole thing. Yeah, so it's like death penalty where God strikes people down on the spot or God is angry towards his own people. And then God uses his people basically to wipe out others. So those are are three gnarly, gnarly situations. And I don't think it's a flippant thing where it's like, well, yeah, it just happened. It's in the Bible. Right follow it. <laughs> right. Know? Right. Exactly. Like we, I think we, we can wrestle with it in some ways with that. What's and still being, um, I think reverent and, mm-hmm. and that's good. It goes back to your Sunday, like complaining mm-hmm. to God versus complaining about God. Right. So Lord, we, yeah. Like we want to take that to him. Like, Lord, we want to understand, we need you to help us understand. Yeah. We're not just saying you're bad or something because we think we're good, right? but, but we need to understand it. So we want to do a whole nother episode. That's more on kind of like the genocide yeah, war, that third war stuff, mm-hmm. that third one. But here, kind of talking more about that wrath, that anger, that um, yeah, that as you said, like death penalty, which is where like a pun- where some this punishment involves people being killed, mm-hmm. um, which there like maybe even was in this fire, right? There, right. there was in this fire, and even in this fire, it's interesting. I want to talk more like about the whole concept uh, as a whole, or like broadly, but like even this fire, like I was reading something about how. Okay, well, this was on the outskirts of the camp, and maybe even that was like an aspect of almost like yes. a grace of God. Like God was gonna. Sometimes you see like God's like gonna wipe out all the people, and then he kind of like relents, yeah, uh, in some way. And so the outskirts of the camp would probably have had some less people. Um, some people say that the outskirts of the camp is where also there would be more of the people that were not that were unclean or not Sketchy choosing stuff yeah, going on, yeah, yeah, bad stuff going on in the outside like the back of the alley camp. in a sense, yeah, 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 exactly. And so, I mean, this is some conjecture mm-hmm. a bit here, mm-hmm. but uh, at the same time, that's like some of maybe what was going on with that. And so, it's hard, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I don't know. I just I was thinking of like a couple of verses, even I wanted to or things to think mm-hmm. about. Like um, I was reading this one guy 
in this book, I really like this. This book's interesting to me. It's called This Strange and Sacred Scripture, Wrestling with the Old Testament and Its Oddities by Matthew Richard Schlimm, S-C-H-L-I-M-M. That's good. Um, and Randy Harris actually recommended this book to, say, say the title again. to me. It's called uh, This Strange and Sacred Scripture. Huh. So this scripture that's both strange and sacred, because it is. The Old mm-hmm. Testament's a challenge, mm-hmm. and there's all sorts of stuff in there that's a challenge. So it's all about these Old Testament oddities, it says. Mm. And one quote in this book says, Most human expressions of anger are infected with sin. So the way we mm-hmm. express our anger is because we have sin in us, mm-hmm. we express it in a way that's that's wrong in some yeah, way. It's right? selfish. Yeah. yeah. And like with God, there's no sin. Mm-hmm. And so no one but God is in a position to judge who deserves mercy and who deserves punishment. But God is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like we have this whole thing of like, don't be judgmental. Yeah. And yet like... God gets to be judgmental. <laughs> right. He is the, <laughs> the one person in this whole story that gets to be. Right. Right. That deserves to be, I should say. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's, that is his job. Mm-hmm. And then there's even verses that say like Isaiah 55, 8, it says, I won't act, God saying, I won't act on the heat of my anger. Hmm. I won't return to destroy Ephraim for I am God and not a human being, hmm. the holy one in your midst. I won't come in harsh judgment. Um, and that's actually Hosea eleven nine, wow. and it cross references in Isaiah fifty five. Yeah. But um, it's uh, it's interesting. So like, then do you have to analyze that? Okay, well, when God does respond, God has actually not been um, fast to anger in that. Yeah. God has been slow. Now you have to also recognize God's perspective of time. Sure. Yeah. Ooh, back to that. That's good. <laughs> so maybe God could, you know, God has a way of being able to process. All like the way we would take like two years of therapy to process something. Sure. I almost wonder if God can like God can process that in a in a second. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, or something like that. Right. Uh, you know. So whatever. Like in, in whatever sense that God needs to mm-hmm. like. However, God does that of being slow to anger. Mm-hmm. It's such an interesting thing to even. It's like even hard to get my head around. I know how God, that works and the way God relates to time. Yeah, what God calls slow and then being outside of time. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, whatever God has done maybe has come with then that kind of reflect, mm-hmm. reflection and it maybe deserves mm-hmm. then that kind of response. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. So a couple things just to establish I'm hearing you say is that mm-hmm. um, that God's slow in his anger. So mm-hmm. that's something that we can trust and count on. Mm-hmm. God's anger is never um, emotional or um, a spontaneous outburst right. necessarily like our human anger is. It's never grounded or has any root of sin in it. Right. So those are kind of three things we can kind of establish in any story we come across in numbers, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that God is always wanting justice. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. God wants to yeah, establish justice, repel evil. You know, he's, he has a job that he's, you know, mm-hmm. he has a mission that he has his people on. Mm-hmm. Um, I even know it's kind of like this cool quote from Abraham Heschel, who yeah. he, he's a, actually a Jewish writer. Yeah. You know, uh, it's funny. I probably have, I wrote down a quote from him too. So I wonder if it, does it start with the word humanity? No. Oh, okay. So this says, um, humanity's sense of injustice is a poor analogy to God's sense of injustice. Huh. The exploitation of the poor is to us a misdemeanor. To God, it is a disaster. Wow. Our reaction is disapproval. God's reaction is something no language can convey. Hmm. Just as God is absolutely different from humanity, so is divine anger 
different from human anger. Hmm. So like, there's just like this totally different way that yeah, God's, different category. Yeah, God's anger is displayed or is felt or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, um, that's good. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so yeah. So those are some of the, maybe the baseline things that we can trust as we look at God's character, nature in the Bible. Come across Numbers 11. See God's anger, kind of I guess brought on the people, but then he gives them what they're complaining about, right? He gives them the meat. Right. I, I was getting hungry. You were talking about melons and cucumbers and Leeks. quail. I want a good Fish. quail. Have you ever had quail? I have had quail. Me too. Oh, nice. What did it taste like to you? Uh, like chicken kind of. <laughs> Tender chicken, maybe. <laughs> I thought like maybe a little Swedish or sweeter, maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. It might have been the sauce. Yeah, so uh, so he gives them quail, and then they all get like sick, and a couple of people die. Right? I think they die. Well, there's a plague. There's a plague. Yeah. So yeah, people died. think that's what food poisoning. They weren't right. They weren't like <laughs> they didn't know how to treat the meat. They didn't have like these yeah uh, freezers to store it in. They're just laying it out to dry, and yeah, they get what they want, and it's not good for them. Yeah, you want meat? Here you go. I'm gonna yeah, shove this meat down your throat. Right. But, but like the whole time, God has been for a year trying to explain to them. Look, just trust in me every day. Every day I will provide for you. And he does. Like the manna comes every day, except the Sabbath day. He gives Mm -hmm. them double portion the day before. And so whenever they tried to save it up, they tried to store it so that they could trust in themselves, then the manna would go rotten and nasty. And so then it's like so crazy how they're just like, God said, like, so a bunch of quail come. First thing they do is try to store it up. Yeah. And you think, gosh, they're just totally doing exactly what God said not to do. Yes. Like he's been trying to train them in every single day. I'm yes. trying to train you to do it this way. Yep. And they just go against because they're like, we love the meat. Yep. Um, Arby's, we've got the meats. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you went to an Arby's? It's been a long time. They had this years. five for five for a while. Dude. You get five roast beef sandwiches yes. for five bucks. Yep. And I love those things. I love that too. When I was in a freshman, when I was at UCSB, <laughs> it would be, we would, it was like the one reason I would like have to do this long walk to get my car. Cause it, my car was like a mile away from where I lived. And then we'd be like, let's go to Arby's five for five. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's so funny. Cause I lived in Santa Barbara. Like people are always like, where do you, oh, do you got like cool recommendations for places, places to eat? I'm like, uh, Taco Bell and yeah. Arby's. <laughs> I was, the I was habit. 18, Wasn't the dude. habit established in Santa Barbara? I think it was, but I didn't even eat at the habit, dude. Yeah. That was like too pricey for me at that point. Taco Bell and Arby's <laughs> making it through. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, so great. funny. Um, but yeah, so okay. he's ultimately, it's for yes. people's good. So even his anger is birthed out of, uh, yeah. I, I think I can say this, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Is it's it's birthed out of his wanting the best for people, yep. and his anger is like, no, this is not the best for you. Right, playing on the street, a little boy playing on the fifty five freeway, <laughs> it's not the best for you. Right. You're going to get hurt, and right. so I'm going to yell at you. Get out of the road, right? That's a right. classic, like when we use a lot, but it's true. There's so many things where I think God intervenes in His justice, judgment, anger, if you want to use it like that, and we mm-hmm. read it here in the Old Testament. Because, oh, this is going to really hurt you. Yeah, and it does hurt them. What happens is they still don't get the lesson, and we're going to obviously talk about this in a few weeks, but like the fact that they finally send spies into the promised land. They get to the promised land, they send spies in, and then they're like, no, it's too hard. And so they don't trust God. Yeah. And then they have to go for 40 more years in the desert, where it's like if they could have had this lesson of trusting God and being dependent on his power and not their own actually got like sunk into them. Mm -hmm. And so then what I have to remind myself is, okay, 
I could either mock the people of Israel, or I could be mad at the way God works, yeah. or I could say, okay, Lord, how am I not trusting you? Yeah. Right? How am I not learning this lesson myself? Yeah. And if I would learn it, would I have so much, like, so much more, right? Right. In the here and now, there's all these like eternal promises that like we have no matter what. Yeah, that's but, good. But there's like this like kind of the way our life can be lived in this here and now mm-hmm. are are seriously affected by mm-hmm. like our dependence. What do you think? This might be even just an impossible question to answer, but so if if I'm not trusting God here in 2022 in the area of my life or a yeah. lot of areas of my life, is God's anger the same as it was to the Israelites or did the Israelites have a, a special, in a sense, like way that God responded to them because he had revealed so much, because he was literally pillar of a cloud and fire? Like he's he's showing himself so clearly day by day to him that he had, I don't know if the word's like... Um, like a higher expectation or something? Yeah, yeah. Is that safe to say or am I getting a little outside the bounds of... Well, I mean, it just at face value, it seems to be the case, whether mm-hmm. it's like absolutely true or not, I'm not yeah. totally sure, but it does seem to be that because they're the chosen people of God, uh-huh. you know, it's like too much has been given, much is required kind right. of a situation, right? right? Like, okay, so you are this, but I actually, I'm holding you up to something, mm-hmm. you know, like a, I'm holding you to this standard, like mm-hmm. a, a greater standard. Mm-hmm. And so it does seem to be that. And maybe for us as followers of Jesus, like we're just... Oh, man, it is, it's so hard to try to apply this to like the way that we are living under grace. Sure. Um, you know, God, God was gracious in the old Testament. I mean, it's well, like, he could have wiped out all the camps right then and there. Right. Yeah, exactly. For complaining. Yeah, that's true. He could have just completely wiped everybody off the face of the earth. I mean, there's old Testament passages like Psalm 103 say, as far as East is from the West, that's how far God has removed our sin from us. Mm. Or even like Joel two thirteen says, Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, very patient, full of faithful love, and ready to forgive. Now, that's a tattoo right there. It's a good one. Joel, <laughs> that's pretty Joel good. 13 is good. Yeah. But that's like a, it's not just like this Old Testament was like wrathful God. Yes. And they, God changed to be nice. Yes. So God was loving and gracious and, and kind. Um, but the he, I think not yet had there come the way to deal with the wrath Huh. You know, that plan was still unfolding through yeah. these people yeah. getting towards Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so you get into the, the line of David and you get, you know, it has to kind of like mm-hmm. play its course. Now, the things I don't know, and I would even question, I, I just don't, not questioning God, like, wh- like God, you're bad. I'm not complaining about God. It's just but a mystery. Yeah. It's just like, why? Like, wh- or why that timeline? Like, why wait yeah. so long for Jesus? Like, yeah. why not have Jesus like the next day? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but... But yeah, that's that's a mystery, and I don't know why we all don't return. Like, why Jesus doesn't return now? Yeah. the next day. Yeah, like God has a plan that we. I guess that's the way we could look at. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Like Jesus, why don't you return? There's all this struggle in this world, this mm-hmm. division, this pain, this suffering, this mm-hmm. like war, this climate change stuff. Like, what's you know, people worried about like the end of the world. Yeah, you know, in that kind of way. Um, there's sort of an existential dread out mm-hmm. there right now in mm-hmm. some ways that you see because of some of that stuff. That's so true. And COVID and whatever. And then it's just like, Lord, come quickly, right, is our yeah. is our prayer and our hope. But he's you know, like, I don't know what his timeline is. Yeah. I don't know what his plan is. Yeah. It goes back to, right, I love yeah. that word existential dread that's kind of over culture mm-hmm. right now because that's mm-hmm. probably what the Israelites felt in some way right now. Like, yeah. 
oh, there's nothing to look forward to. We're going to die out here. Yeah. This place is hard. God has no future for us. Yep. So that leads to their complaints. Mm-hmm. God in his anger goes, no, 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 no. Yep. I have so much in store. <laughs> right. Trust right. me. In fact, I'm even going to, I'm going to even show you some of my wrath right now or my anger so that you'll change and mm-hmm. repent and be transformed. Um, and then again, that's still part of his grace because he could have wiped out everybody, yeah. started over. Yeah. But, you know, his promise back even to Noah, right? Um, right. That, you know, I'll withhold my wrath yeah. completely from being poured out. Right, right. There's this, like, the one story that's, like, kind of makes me, I've always sort of struggled with is, like, the guy, uh, Uzza or Uzza, mm. U-Z-Z-A-H. Mm-hmm. Um, he was that guy that touched the, like, they were taking the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. And it was like on this cart and then it goes to fall and the command yeah. has been, don't touch the ark. You'll die if you touch right. the ark. Right. So they know that like you yeah. touch the ark, you die. You're done. And it like the, the cart like breaks and it starts to fall over. Yeah. And this guy's like, oh, I don't want the ark to fall. Right. I'm trying to preserve, I want to preserve this honor, dignity. Yes. Yeah. And he touches it and stops it from falling and he dies. Yeah. And so all that happened was God did what he said he would do. Yeah. And, but this guy died for trying to help. Okay. I have an idea on that. <laughs> yeah, this okay. could be way off, but okay. I'm wondering if he would, if God would have allowed him to do that, then all of a sudden people started worshiping Uzai. Uh-huh. I was like, wow, here's the guy that rescued us and saved God's presence with us. Yeah. And they would have stopped, you know, coming into the presence yeah. of God there, but instead of going to this guy, I mean, that's how we all are, right? We right. want to worship a leader, uh, a human um, <laughs> savior mm-hmm, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so God had to sh- show some type of justice. It right. still doesn't make total, doesn't if, line up, but. Or if everyone's like suddenly like, ah, it's fine if you touch it. Right. God's rules don't really matter. Right. Um, God that's said this, but he doesn't. doesn't yeah, he doesn't yeah. mean what he says. Right. And then what's interesting too in that story was David got so afraid of it. Like mm. David was afraid of the Lord, it says. Yeah. David was afraid of the Lord that day. How can the ark of the Lord come to me? And David was unwilling to move the ark into the city with yeah. him. And so the ark like stayed outside the city for like three months yeah. until David was kind of finally like, okay. But like, yeah. so David himself was afraid of the Lord. Right. So I guess if we are ever like sort of have this fear of God in some way of his wrath, like that, that can be a real thing. I think these days though, we tend to be like almost like self-righteous with God. Mm. Instead of being afraid of God, we're more like, God, how could you? Like, right. You know, that kind of attitude yeah. is more of our attitude. And so how can we have an attitude that's submissive? Yeah. We're more like the Israelites than we ever could uh-huh. imagine. Uh-huh. Huh. But I feel like you do have to then just begin to see it through the whole story. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I was reading in the book. We've referenced this book before, but the Dan Kimball book, How Not to Read the Bible. Yeah, coming here again on June 12th. Yeah, that's right. He will be speaking here. And there's this whole thing he has of like, don't ever read a Bible verse. Hmm. So when it comes to like how you should read the Bible, he's like, don't ever read a Bible verse. Like hmm. always read the whole thing. And it's kind of like this whole thing, this thing that he has of um, of you always have to read, you always have to have the whole story in mind. Yeah. Um, and he had this whole thing. He has this cool thing about Mary Poppins in this book. <laughs> yeah. And I love this. And he's like, so there was like this, like somebody made this like little clip of edited scenes from Mary Poppins. 
And it like made her seem like this great evil, like, right. t- like terror that was like sending all these yeah, it has the like other scary nannies music away. To it and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A girl being sucked into a chimney <laughs> and Mary's staring at this boy being sucked into a closet and shutting it and looking sternly at them. And, you know, it has all these things. Yeah, where you Mary- can actually find this video on YouTube. I've seen it before. Oh, it's really have? funny. Okay, it's yeah. awesome. And so it's like this whole thing where, and then it, at the end it says, hide your children. <laughs> and like, it's this total horror movie yeah. like trailer. And that's like. That's kind of what it's like if you only look at these, right? The story of God without looking at, at how the whole story is being unveiled. Yes. Not because we think of it as like, oh, I'm looking at the book of Numbers right now, or I'm looking at the Old Testament right now. But yep. God's like, no, no, no. Watch the movie. Like, I've got the whole movie. Yeah. Don't just watch chapter two of the movie. Right. Watch the whole thing and see what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. See the wonders I'm doing and the grace I'm bringing. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's like, that actually is pretty helpful for me. Yeah. So with that line of thinking, it's like, okay, here in numbers 11 and 12, you see God's anger. Mm -hmm. But if you scan back a little bit, you see, wow, he delivered his people from captivity. Right. He's provided for them for now a year and three days. Right. He's walking with them and then eventually they'll get to the promised land. Yeah. And then that's going to lead towards the ultimate wrath bearer. Yes. The savior, Jesus, who will come. Yes. The church will be established. The Holy Spirit will come. And then the waiting will begin, yeah. <laughs> in a sense, yeah. for the second advent for Christ to return. That bigger picture. Yes. That mm. bigger picture. I think, yeah, wa- like watch the whole movie. Read the whole book. Watch the whole movie. Read the whole book. <laughs> That's good. So anyway, I think Dan Kimball like really helped me with that. And yeah. I think, I think those would be like two pretty good resources to even like if you have more questions about this. Like, yeah. Check out How Not to Read the Bible by Dan Kimball and This Strange and Sacred Scripture by Matthew Schlimm. Yeah. So I think this whole answer of how do you explain God's anger in the Old Testament, I don't know if we're just wiping away every mystery of it, but I hope right. we're giving us some layers of thought of, yeah. okay, this isn't maybe what you initially think it is. Right. Exactly. Okay. So that's good. I think that's good for the um, serious part of our podcast. <laughs> now we have to approach the church discipline part of our podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, so Wait. I, I want to bring somebody in our church under church discipline. Oh, Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the podcast. On the podcast. Yeah. I just feel like that's probably like the way. Okay. That everyone who was kind of listening to this on three times speed right now, just <laughs> slow down, just like lean in. Brian Hendricks, uh-huh. you know, riding his bike right now, just pulled over in a parking lot to listen to what's happening next. <laughs> so, Ben Harris. Okay. Benjamin Harris. Benjamin Harris, son of Randy and Tammy Harris. <laughs> yes. Grow up here. At, grew up here at Calvary. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. Adult with a child. Yeah. He sent an email to podcast at calvarylife.org. Okay. Trying to impersonate David Mitchell. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So he was, first of all, that's lying. Blasphemy. That's lying. I don't know if it's blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he's definitely, he's definitely lying. Um, okay. He's definitely somehow being mean. I don't know if that's like in the Ten Commandments, being not nice to Eric. Um, but... Yeah, so he said after listening to Eric's super impactful message this Sunday, so like there was sarcasm in there. Okay, yeah. You know, that he has an idea that I should just, basically his whole thing was just to do an entire episode or season all about biblical metaphors in the Matrix. Oh, because last Sunday you mentioned a Matrix yeah. metaphor yeah, yeah which, from the movie The Matrix. I feel like I didn't take that much time on it. Not really. Maybe a minute or two. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was too much? I was impressed you knew that guy's name. I don't remember the guy's name. Well... I'm kind of a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the new Matrix? Yep. Any good? 
Yeah, I've heard no one talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's I didn't really like it. Okay, that's too bad. But you could tell they try to capitalize on the nostalgia. Yeah. So they're kind of like they even show some scenes from like the first one oh, and wow. stuff throughout it. Like it's like flashbacks to that. Okay. But it just feels kind of like yeah. it seemed pointless to me. Yeah, bummer. But that's too bad. I mean, it was like worth like watching if you really love the Matrix series. Okay. Like it, you know, but if you don't, like yeah. don't bother. Okay, back to church discipline. So, yeah, so I feel like for this um, cr- cruelty <laughs> and, and lying, Ben Harris is under church discipline. Okay, so, what is that? What's his discipline? Um, like, what do you think? What's the appropriate hmm. consequence for this? Um, hmm. He. He has to some sort of chores at church. <laughs> yeah, he has to come to. <laughs> so we have an incredible group called called God's House Care mm-hmm. that comes on Monday mornings to clean the church. They're all volunteers. Yep. They vacuum. They clean the bathrooms. They're amazing. Yeah, I think he has That's to come good. join him. Okay, yeah. So he has to leave his job where he gets paid. Yeah, take time off from that. On no, Monday. no, he can go. It starts at six a.m. Oh, okay, on Monday mornings. Oh, yeah, so he can get to just work a little bit late. Yep. Yeah. So okay. So you. Ben, you are sentenced to three months of God's house care. Three months for a, a bad email? That makes me he nervous. He broke a Ten Commandment of bear false witness. <laughs> so impersonating Pastor Dave. Yes, was bearing false witness. Yeah, I was bearing false witness. Okay. Okay, All I right, think Ben. That, is there a gavel? We're just teaching about the wrath of God here. <laughs> we'll see you Monday morning, Ben, 6 a.m. <laughs> Uh, but no, we would love uh, any other um, wonderful emails that you would like to send us. Yeah. We are very excited to season two or whatever we're calling this season. Is, I think we're it's in like season five. Yeah, we're something. in. We're yeah, in though. Yeah, this is, this is going strong it. now, week to week. That's right. That's right. We love it. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I think is that it. You got any, any other nonsense you want to talk about? <laughs> I think we covered anger completely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I uh, mean, there's. I mean, we could talk about. God's anger can for, I, forever. And can ever. I confess oh, sure. an anger issue? Sure. So I love the 49ers. I think we talked this last oh, week. And yes. I kicked a table when they lost. <laughs> I kicked a table. My whole family was a little bit nervous. So I just want to confess that. I'm sorry. Sorry to the Lord. Sorry to my family. Sorry to the church. Should we do church discipline for I you? Think, <laughs> I think uh, I need to apologize. To the, I didn't kick it hard. It was kind of like walking by. I went, oh, and I just kicked it. Okay. I didn't like wind up like a Did it soccer player. break at all? Did any children cry? No, no. It was away from anybody. <laughs> oh, okay, good, good, but, good. Yeah, I feel like I probably do deserve some discipline. I've thrown, I've thrown a soccer ball, not at the actual TV, but near the TV. I used to hold this like mini soccer ball when yeah. I would watch stuff. And then I remember actually I had a mini football too, that I would watch UCLA football games really? and I got, would, I mean, we would have to be angry a lot cause there's a lot of, losing. <laughs> they're pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can throw out the soccer ball. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Does that deserve church discipline? Okay. Throwing, throwing a soccer ball. Yeah. I guess yeah. it's handball. Okay. Should we both it's not allowed to do handball? Should we both be under <laughs> discipline for this? All right. All right. All right. I think that's enough. Okay. All right. So thank you so much, everybody. Matt Doan, you're amazing. Thank Thank you. you as well. Yes. And thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.